Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to Temporary Admission. Last week, we spoke with Axel Ruger to find out more about this year's summer exhibition at the Royal Academy here in London. And now, we're joined with Sardardine Said, Artistic Director and CEO of New Art Exchange in Nottingham. Now, Saad, I know you've been working for a while now to really champion and support creatives from all disciplines, not just artists, to really kind of use their practice as a tool to provoke impactful conversations around diversity and inclusion, you know, specifically when it comes to the idea of co-curation and the role that language has to play. But before we go into that, do you want to introduce yourself, Saad, and and tell us a little bit more about you? Well, my name is Saad Eddin Said, and I joined recently New Art Exchange, which is this uh, really fantastic uh, venue and gallery based in Nottingham. And I joined them as their new artistic director and CEO. Uh, but previously, I'm, I'm, I'm not originally from uh, the UK and I've worked quite uh, extensively around the globe. So from Asia to Africa to Europe, one of the driving force behind my work is to inspire artists, diverse communities, private, public institutions and cultural organizations to connect, converse, debate and then explore ideas and visions to co-design a common future. So one of my priorities in all of my work is to kind of champion and support creatives from all disciplines to use their practice as a kind of tool to provoke impactful conversations, uh, mainly around diversity and inclusion. And one one of the tools that I use quite a lot is co-creation. And I find that a very useful one to co-design and co-curate kind of impactful takeovers that stimulate the rethinking, reimagining and reshaping of the way we experience diversity, arts, creativity within society. So a lot of my work is really looking at the art in its um, wider sense as a tool to provoke change through connections and conversations. And you know, obviously the the work you're doing is important, but what would you say inspired you to really focus on bringing together artists and institutions and similar from completely different backgrounds because you know there's quite a specific angle I guess in in some respects. I think the articulation of it developed through time and maybe maybe rethinking about that you know I, I belong to a community that sits within the global majority and I feel that uh, uh, the kind of reflection about the world uh, uh, has been part of my life since day one and you know if you look at the world and society around us um, it's never been as divided as it is. And we've learned so much from history from just the last 50 to 60 years. And we know what those divisions uh, uh, can lead to. So I feel for me, art was always this really amazing tool that can reshape society. And there is a bit of 
reflection in terms of, again, just the divisions that we're really um, experiencing today. And I mean, just look at what is happening between Ukraine and, and, and Russia. And for us as curators, those divisions sit at the heart of every conversation that we're kind of having around curation, around artwork, around the importance of venues, theatres and culture to really invite some reflections and invite really the best storytellers that can just reshape what that history is. Yeah, I think you're right there. I I was at a conference not so long ago with an organisation called the Gallery Climate Coalition and the one of the main takeaways from there was actually around you know the art world having this role as a leader in really challenging conversation and you know bringing different issues to different people's attentions that maybe they hadn't thought of and i think what you're talking about there is is almost exactly that but what would you say if anything you know is the focus for us now or what do we need to be working on because obviously we've got these huge conflicts in russia and ukraine like you say and it seems like there's never been a more divided global population than there is now. Right, I, I agree. And you know what, you, you look at where we are now, kind of what needs to, 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 to be done or what, what I would find really interesting to do at the moment is, as just as a reflection, we live in this kind of hybrid world where the opposites coexist in a way they haven't been forever. So you look at just the boundaries between the online and offline those boundaries are disappearing and have, are, are having a lot of impact. The spaces between love and hate, compassion and anger is shrinking. And everything is becoming really blurry. Uh, and I think that's where the artist becomes a key component of society. You know, those storytellers, the ones who write the pages of history. And, and we're kind of just keen that within that, global majority and minorities and, and the represented play a role in doing so. So I think that's the work that we're really keen, not only as as, as myself, uh, um, but also as New Art Exchange. We're really keen for it to be done and to be supported, uh, creating more spaces for the unseen, the unheard, the uninvited, the marginalized, the minoritized to, to play a key role in reflecting about our time and inviting us to see it through kind of that specific lens. I think that's on one hand, it's, 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 it's crucial and, and paramount. Uh, um, and on the other hand, it's, it's a combination between it being both challenging, um, but also quite exciting. You know, change is always very difficult. And, and living at a time where we work with this amazing tool that art is, uh, and being on the, on the edge where uh, change is going to define what tomorrow is going to look like, um, again, feels equally challenging than it feels exciting. And I guess in relation to that, a lot of what you focus on yourself is centered around the idea of co-creation and bringing together, like you say, different different people from from all around the world to actually have that conversation. Could you, you know, maybe tell us a little bit more about the idea of co-creation and how you, at the New Art Exchange, I guess specifically, aim to challenge our status quo i guess right well you know when it, when when you talk about collaborations i think one of the key aspects for me is quality and defining what beauty is and what a good story is and what needs to be showcased and where and when you have that space where collaboration and conversation are happening between communities and artists um that brings relevance 
And if you're inviting someone to a relevant conversation, that's when you really see education and see impact happening. And I know why I'm talking about this is something that we're really reflecting upon here in New Art Exchange. What does quality, what is good art, uh, what is world-class artist? And we know that through answering those questions, uh, which are, of course, very subjective, we really want to look at that from the lens of the communities and audiences that we want to bring to this space. And it, it becomes a really kind of exciting to reshape those conversations and, and to relook at them and to redefine words in a way that feels more relevant to, again, artists and communities that may have not been um, invited too often to a main stage. Mm, I think that's becoming ever-present as well when we look at historic collections with museums and institutions that are now having to have some quite serious conversations around rebalancing their collections and um, really looking at artists that they have collected and represented and actually whether that is as diverse as it could or even should be. But I guess this would now probably be a really good time for us to chat a little bit more about what exactly the new art exchange is because I know from from looking at our podcast stats which I seem to be semi-addicted to in some respects that we have a lot of listeners also based in Nottingham so could you tell us maybe a little bit more about the new art exchange and kind of what it actually is? Well, New Art Exchange is the biggest centre in, in, in the UK that is focused on art and communities from the global majority. So that sits within our core mission. Um, and when I talk about global majority is what was often um, referred to as cultural minorities. So that is something that we really kind of were able to support is those voices that are coming from the global majority. We're really keen to be this um, uh, really important conduit for contemporary visual artists that are from a global majority or who want to tell stories from that global majority, but also being a venue and a gallery that sits within Heisen Green, which is one of the most, I feel most exciting, one of the most diverse uh, communities and neighborhoods here in in Nottingham. And then understanding how uh, New Art Exchange has played a real role of being an asset for those communities for the last 10 years. So this is, a, on, on a nutshell, what New Art Exchange is and was. And it is a venue that is on a journey today and is responding to and reflecting about the last uh, um, really dramatic two years with um, everything that happened around the pandemic, but also the conversations that were brought forward due to the kind of Black Lives Matter campaign that we were there and very keen to see and very keen to support and really reflecting on what is our role going forward. And we know that for the communities that we were built to support, uh, there are some key questions that are um, coming from this year going forward. And that comes from the, the kind of hyperinflation to really, again, just, just the position that global majority is taking here in the UK and all over the world when society has never been as divided around the idea of race and culture as it is at the moment. So this is a summary of what New Art Exchange is and what we hope for it to be, a real asset to support communities and artists from the global majority. And when people come to the New Art Exchange or 
know, indeed, when we look at other exhibitions ourselves or or artworks, what is it that you think we should be thinking about or, or taking away or even challenging? I think one of the things that needs a good reflection is to to look at those conversations and challenges and, and understand and be really open about what are the communities that were most affected and most impacted by that and really self-reflect on how can we support the growth and the maturity of those conversations and those communities. And I think for us, one of the things that we're really questioning ourselves is on one hand, we were this really good, great organization that produced art and produced spaces where conversations happened. And now we just want to reflect on how can we flip that around and change from a producer to becoming a facilitator. We look at the future and we are very ambitious uh, about our own growth, uh, but we're also really keen to understand how we can grow as an organization and support our neighborhood to also grow with us. So I think for us, this is one of the things that is really key going forward and we want to input it into our DNA is how can we be part of an ecosystem of an ecology that goes beyond our walls where our growth means the growth of communities and artists that we really care about. And I think that's exactly why I was I was really keen to chat with you Saad because my understanding and, and you definitely backed it up there from the new art exchanges actually you really have that community focus but also you challenge our perceptions of kind of wider issues or wider representation within the industry and I think you know that's something that I've been passionate about for a long time is actually how can we get more young people into art or how can we get people working within the art industry that are from different backgrounds and I think you know that's really important and increasingly it does feel like that conversation is being had. Yes, definitely. And you're right. And, and and we can see that momentum. But at the same time, we just want to be very humble in terms of the sheer amount of work that needs to be done. And we want to push forward so that momentum is capitalized upon. Because we know that we have this really amazing opportunity today where, as you have described so rightly, many of the wider collaborators within the wider cultural industry and even beyond the cultural industry are waking up to the importance of these conversations. Um, and we just want to make sure that we capitalize on that because there is a sheer amount of work that still need to be done. And we don't want to be in a position where we relax too much, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But it also feels to me, and I know something that's quite important with you that we touched on at the very start is the idea of language and how we should be really kind of thinking about how we use language and actually some of the terms that we've used for a long long time you know potentially aren't the best ones to for us to use and I think something or or a term that we've chatted about just now or that's been referenced quite heavily is the idea of the global majority and you know many people I think would still refer to that part of the population you know if that's the correct way to say it is as a minority and you know, that, like you say, is just simply not the case. You know, they are factually the global majority. And there's so many terms like that, that I think maybe we as the Western world use that if we sit back and think are, are actually quite negative and, um, you know, maybe actually don't represent the fact of, of what we're trying to talk about or who we're trying to talk about. How important is it, do you think, for us to really start considering and 
challenging the language that we're so used to using? Well, language is everything. Language is history, language is culture, language is stories that define what the time is about. And I think when you have a language that has been hijacked by someone else to describe you, whatever the intentions behind that, it just doesn't work. And I think it's very important to invite communities to describe themselves in what they feel is right. Um, I think there is a huge difference between calling a community an underrepresented community and taking all the power of will from that community versus describing them as being uninvited. Wow, yes, that's exactly right. It's, that's a term I just hadn't even considered until you said it just now and I feel quite guilty now. So language is really key for us to build an impactful response to, the, uh, to any situation that we want to change. So I think this is a key component in terms of the conversation and in terms of if we want to, to make any impact, I think that is the place where we need to start. I think what's become evident from this, though, is that the idea that we shouldn't be, you know, giving communities names or references or or anything like that, and actually that we should let communities themselves or, you know, individuals themselves choose words that, you know, they want to be used to represent them. And I think that's quite an important shift in mindset, really. We are talking about a global majority community that wants to retake a space within leadership to redefine its own destiny. And therefore, that same community need to define the words that are more relevant to them and that describe their experience with more accuracy. And that, I think, is a very key work that needs to happen, a reshaping the way we describe ourselves and the way we describe others. And I guess, you know, it's probably worth touching on the idea of global majority and your, you know, perception of what that term actually means and and why it is you use that as well. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about that specifically? Well, I think that's, um, again, it's just a a reflection about how do we describe ourselves. And, And again, on one hand, you have a minority which takes all the power from your hand. And on the other hand, you have a global majority. When, when, so when we talk about uh, cultural diversity, very often what we refer to are the people who are coming from a global majority. So I think it's, it's really wrong to let language minoritize them when around the globe they are the biggest voice. If you look at Asia, if you look at Africa, if you look at developing countries, if you look at places where those communities are coming from, they are a global majority. They are not a minority. So that's, again, is just really making sure that we are accurate in the way we describe uh, communities, but also making sure that we use language that is empowering instead of using language that takes the power away from, from those very important communities. Mm, I think this conversation, you know, more than anything even has actually just really made me think that I need to consider the language that I'm using more and the impact that it can have because as you've you know quite rightly pointed out that there are terms that we're so used to saying that actually really aren't the best terms we're using at all but you know heading back to the new art exchange and the work you're kind of doing over there more specifically 
you're relatively new to the position of artistic director and CEO at the New Art Exchange. What is it that you're hoping to achieve by joining the, the New Art Exchange and what's next? Well, we, we're hoping that New Art Exchange offers a space for people to reflect, for people to connect and for people to converse. And that's what we are here to do. And everything from the exhibitions to the workshops to the screenings uh, um, and to all the program of activity that we do, that's what we're hoping. It is for inviting people to have a moment to exchange and to um, self-reflect on society. Well, I think it all sounds great and I just can't wait to give the new Art Exchange a visit next time I'm up in Nottingham. But look, Sade, it won't keep us for too long today. I know we've already been chatting uh, for a while now. But if you could, you know, just before you go, give our listeners one tip or one maybe takeaway that you really want us to focus on when looking at art or, you know, anything else around us actually in different communities, what is it that you would say that we should take away from the conversation today? If there is anything that I would invite maybe your listeners is to just try and connect with people who are different and people who are coming from different life experiences and, and to carry on having conversations because I think it's it's very important. We are at a defining moment, which again comes with its own challenges and its own excitement. And we're hoping to see many of you here at New Art Exchange and we, we look forward to having more and more conversations. Definitely. Well, look, Saad, it's been great chatting with you today and I think really interesting discussion, actually. It might have been a bit of a divergence from our usual exhibition previews or, you know, talking about the art industry and what's on, but I think it's it's an important conversation and definitely has a firm tie-in to actually forcing us to think a little bit more about the collections and the artworks that we are viewing. So thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today. Amazing. Thanks for having me, James. No problem. Well, that should just about conclude us for the latest episode of Temporary Admission. If you've enjoyed today, make sure to hit like, subscribe or follow. And importantly, make sure to tune in next week where we'll be joined by one of the most talked about artists in London right now. Until then, stay safe. Speak soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.